Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Fantasy Footy Brains podcast. I'm Charlotte, and as always, I'm joined today by Daniel. How are you going? Yeah, good. Uh, been a rough couple of weeks fantasy-wise, but looking forward to getting back into the pod. I would say the opposite. I've done this really great kind of like pivot of like horrific, but last week, oh, so yeah, good. you were. I bet you're cheering. You captained Haas, didn't you? I did. I did. Yeah, captain of course Haas, you did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I I felt like I put the post up saying to Captain Hines, so I feel like I had to stick with the guns. I and... did say to you that I thought I was thinking you yeah. were making a mistake. Yeah. But you were gun ho. You put it on Instagram. Yep. You had yeah. To yeah. I didn't through. listen. Yeah. I didn't listen. That's fine. <laughs> we'll move on. Everything's fine. This year, I will be the fantasy. I will get higher than you. You'll be the fantasy. I guy, don't think so. Say. Yeah, <laughs> no okay. way. Um, but yeah, we, obviously we missed last week. We didn't have an episode, so sorry about that to everyone who was waiting for one. But we have heaps of questions and everything that we got to get through today as well. So we'll start off with the team lists for this week. How's that sound? Yeah, let's get straight into it. Awesome. So let's start off with the Thursday night game, which is the Knights versus Manly. Um, so the night side's pretty much the exact same. There's no real big changes. Um, Jacob Safidi will be returning, um, but other than that, no real big changes. Um, and with Manly, obviously with um, Tom Jabojevic getting a knee injury, he'll be out for the next month or so. So Kula will be taking over his position in fullback. How are we feeling about those changes? Yeah, so I guess Kula moving it to fullback is the biggest change there for Manly. He is very cheap. I think even though he got like a 40, I think it was last week, he didn't actually go up in price from his base 220k because he played a game off the bench in round one where he only scored like two or three points. So his actual break even for this, for last week's game was quite high. So even though he scored well, he actually didn't inc- increase in price. So uh, pretty good there that he actually becomes a pretty decent cheapie to jump on, especially if you've got some of those players that really haven't been playing um, on your bench, like uh, maybe a Vilea. If you've got someone like him, he's a good uh, he's a good trade option to move to Cooler just because they're similar priced and Cooler at least play for the next month. Um, I guess the only thing is for Manly there is that Dylan Walker is on the bench. So sometimes um, Walker will come in and take some minutes there from the fullback. It has happened before with uh, Tavita Funa off the bench as well last year. So just keep an eye on late mail um, to see if actually Cooler does line up in number one when it starts. But I think the Knights team, pretty straightforward. I think Leo Thompson did start. And like you said, Safidi came straight back into the team this week. So Mm -hmm. um, Thompson back to the bench isn't a huge issue. He's still a hold for the next couple of weeks while Clem is out anyway. But mm-hmm. yeah, that's pretty much it. I don't think there's anything else there. Yeah, I think it's pretty straightforward. Sums up quite nicely. Yeah. So we'll move on to the Friday night game now, which is the Warriors versus Cowboys. So for the Warriors, um, Bunty FO will be starting um, as prop, and Bailey Sillian will be starting on edge. So that's two of the main changes. And for the Cowboys, Scott Drinkwater will be replacing um, the Hammer at fullback, and Tanua Brown will be starting in the mids with Ruben Cotter. So how do we feel about those two? Yeah, the, the the Warriors one's interesting. I think Fanua Blake is back to the reserves because of an injury. I don't think it's him being dropped. I'm pretty sure he had a little niggle coming into this game. Um, other than that, there's really not much fantasy-wise here. Maybe Fanua Blake might be maybe one to just keep an eye on, just in case it might be um, him being dropped, but I'm not sure about that one. Um, other than that, the Cowboys change with Drinkwater coming in. He's really going to need to prove himself to hold a spot in this squad. I can see him, you know, over the next month uh, while the hammer's out, kind of performing well. And if he does outperform, or if Drinkwater outperforms the hammer, he might come back um, into the centres, possibly for Hiku. So 
There is a chance there that Drinkwater holds his spot, but I wouldn't be risking it on a trade or anything like that. It's kind of a wait and see. Plus, Drinkwater's really expensive because he was a standout player last year. So um, keep an eye there because Drinkwater could be a pretty good winger fullback for the Cowboys. Probably not a fantasy option for the next couple of weeks, but it's just one to keep an eye on. Definitely. Yeah, I'd agree. Don't make any big bash changes just yet for these ones. Yeah, no. And Ruben Cotter going back to the bench. I think people were eyeing him up as a possible trade-in with... Uh, I think Tamalolo went to f- uh, to the forward pack last yeah. week. But yeah, um, that getting reverted back to normal is pretty standard. I didn't think that was going to be a change that stuck. Okay, fantastic. So moving on to the next game, which is the Broncos versus Roosters. So obviously Pat Carrigan's going to be out. He got a knee injury. Albert Kelly has a foot injury, so he'll be out until about the end of the season at this point. And then Tom Fledgler has also been suspended for the Broncos. So some pretty big changes are going to be happening. Um, Billy Walters is going to be jumping in to start the halves. And Palacio will be starting at prop with Hetherington starting in the lock. And then also Kurt Capel will also be returning for the Broncos. So like I said, lots happening over there this week. Um, and for the Roosters, Trent Robinson has named the same 17. So Connor Watson is going to be listed again to start. But yeah, he might switch back to the bench when we get back to the game. Yeah, that's a pretty common change for Trent Robinson these days. Uh, Looks like Hutchinson's kind of been starting for the first 10, 15 minutes. Kind of what the Raiders are doing as well with uh, Starling as well. Um, Yeah, lots of changes there. (laughs) Like you said, lots going on at the Broncos this week. Just so Um, much to read. Especially with the whole uh, Kelly Haas situation. So definitely keep an eye on the late mail there just to see if anything does change for Haas. Um, He'll be a popular captaincy option this week um but who knows what happened what's going to happen with the you know investigation going on there with the integrity unit and the, the whole thing with new south wales police currently so that is true yeah i would be cautious to make Haas your captain but you can always have a vice captain set just in case he does get uh get um dropped i guess before the weekend's game i don't think it will impact the game but just in case keep an eye on that definitely there. i think it's, i'm definitely keeping an eye on it yeah um i don't think you want to change Haas from captain do you at the moment not, he's pretty safe not at the moment yeah i yeah. think out of most of my team he's the most consistent where i know i'll get a good amount of points but um i am keeping an eye on yeah. google alerts just in case yeah. just in case something happens yeah i think that's really the only big news there other than billy walters so the fact that he's been named again in the halves with Albert Kelly out with his, uh, I think it was a Liz Frank injury. So mm. he's out till late season. Yeah, Walters looks like kind of a must-have. I guess from his performance in round one, he did score 55, but that was when he was partnering Albert Kelly. Now that uh, Reynolds is into the team, he probably won't have as much responsibility, won't need to do as much, but he'll still be playing 80 minutes. So there is a chance that he'll have some pretty good scores. Maybe not 50 plus, but definitely, you know, hoping for around the 40 mark from, from Walters. So... Hopefully you held on to him from round one. Um, he's going to be looking like a kind of slow burn cash cow for the next, you know, two two to three months, hopefully, while Kelly's out. Um, but yeah, hopefully he peaks, you know, within the next five to six weeks so that you can trade him on close to origin and get someone else that's playing over the origin period. Yeah, sounds good. But yeah, no changes for the Roosters. I think most of their, most of their players aren't too fantasy relevant. Rick, uh, Victor Radley had a pretty good score, but I'd still wait for a bit of consistency from him. His scores have been up and down, and also yeah. he's had the whole summer suspension issues over the last couple of weeks. So, um, yeah, just be just be cautious there with the Roosters, a bit inconsistent from some of their players. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Um, so we'll move on now to the Raiders versus Storm game. So there's nothing changing this week. Um, Ricky Stewart and Craig Bellamy have both said that they're going to run the same 17. So how do we feel about that? Yeah, I think the Storm, they I mean, ran right. It's not right. surprising yeah, the Storm. Not surprising. They destroyed the Bulldogs on the weekend. It was a, yeah, 
It was an absolute drubbing. The Bulldogs looked like they were going to recover maybe after halftime because they were just kind of hanging in there till halftime. But then the Storm came out, scored an early try, and then just kept scoring after that. Um, similar to the Parramatta game, so can't wait <laughs> to talk about that one. Um, yeah, so I guess fantasy relevant uh, relevancy from these two teams. Obviously, uh, if you haven't got Brad Schneider yet, get him in ASAP. He's starting to get too expensive to be picked up, so need to have him. He's going to be there until um, Fogarty's back in the late season, so he's going to yep. be making cash until then. Um, Ryan Pappenhausen as well had a huge game, uh, cracked the 100 mark for the first time this year, so well done to him. He's now a must-buy at this stage. From here on out, his price is going to increase. I think his break-even's around the 20 mark this week, so I don't see him getting that low. So he's you kind of got to get him in this week before his price just gets too high, and you, then you have to wait till mid-season to pick him up. And at that point, you know, it's going to be losing those points that you could be getting. So he's going to be a popular trade-in option for Turbo, if you have Turbo this yes. week. Um, so if you need to get Turbo out of your team, a straight swap to Pappenhausen is probably the best option. Definitely my recommendation as well because um, I have Pappenhausen. Was upset that I didn't captain him. Yeah, <laughs> you had Haas anyway. I mean, yeah, I'm I'm so crying because I had Heinz. So yeah, there's a there's a few issues happening there. But um, I guess the only other big thing was the fact that uh, Harry Grant actually got 80 minutes with mm-hmm. Josh King and Brendan Smith back in the team, and both King and uh, Smith had reduced minutes. So if you have either of, either of those two, might be might be time to kind of keep an eye to when to trade them out because they would be peaking and most likely won't be getting big minutes to score big points. So Smith, I think he's probably a trade out at this point, whereas King maybe has one or two more weeks before he's peaked. Sounds good. Amazing. So moving on now to the Rabbitohs versus Dragons game. So Jackson Polo has moved to the reserves because he got a concussion last week and he's still going to have to pass the HIA HIA to be able to play this week. Um, Mine saw we were placing Polo in the back line and Nichols will be out. Um, for an extended period of time due to an injury. And moving on to the Dragons. So Jaden Sewer is back this week, um, which will push Gazewski to the reserves. That's pretty much the kind of big ones for those two teams. How are we feeling about those two lineups? So I think there's there's probably one bit of news for each team with the Rabbitohs. The fact that uh, Nichols is out, like you mentioned, brings David Mowali onto the bench. He is a pretty big PPM player, but the problem is he's not getting minutes. So he needs to get, you know, 25 to 30 minutes at least to make some cash. So he's a bit of a cash cow there. He should see some game time and most likely he'll get a bit more game time now that Nichols is out. Yeah. Um, and for the Dragons, uh, no, nothing, rema- uh, nothing related to the changes, but more related to the fact that Jack Bird has moved to uh, 5'8". There may be... There may come a time when he moves back to the second row where he's actually valuable again, but while he's at 5'8", Ben Hunt's probably going to be doing a lot of the work, so he won't be getting a lot of the defensive workload that he normally gets. So he's still a good scorer, but he's going to be relying a lot more on his attacking stats. So he needs to get a lot more involved to be scoring to where he was previously. Mm. I think he's safe to hold at this point. I don't know how you feel, but I think a lot of people are are concerned because he only got a 35, but I thought for the first half when he was playing against Parramatta, he actually looked quite good. The the problem was that Parramatta just ran straight over him in the second half and he didn't have a chance to show his his true form. He had a lot of missed tackles because he was getting run at pretty consistently, Um, but I don't think he's a sell at this point. I'd agree. I wouldn't sell him. I have him in both my draft and my classic team, so I'll probably be holding on to him. For both. Yeah, I think it's a waste of a trade because then you'll want him to come back in and like later in the season if he moves Yeah, back. that's yeah. the thing as well. Like you don't like we said before, you really don't want to be wasting trades. Especially seeing as some 
like big names are getting injured now, you want to kind of be using your trades to get smarter. Try it, you know, still if you haven't got Cleary yet, get Cleary, things like that. So I wouldn't be wasting them on things yeah. like Jack Bird. Yeah, I don't think you want to waste them. Like I said, getting rid of players just to bring them back in. Stuff, like bigger, There's bigger things that you need to use your trades on, like, you know, Turbo being out, Cleary coming back, the, trying to build cash. That and there is so many injuries at the moment that you want to be getting rid of the, especially long-term injuries, getting rid of them over keeping them on your bench. Yeah, absolutely. In your emergencies. Amazing. Cool, so moving on to the Titans versus Eels then. So for the Titans, there's a couple of changes with Fermor, Sammy, and Isaac Liu all being all returning this week after COVID protocols last week so that they couldn't play. With Sammy, we'll be switching out with Brian Kelly this week. And then over with the Eels, Sean Lane's going to be returning, which will push Matheson to the bench. And then Mitch Rain will be coming in with Bryce Cartwright then being pushed out. So how do we feel about those two teams? Uh, yeah, so good changes for the Titans. Firma has been their probably biggest attacking threat in the last couple of weeks, even though most people probably want to be saying David Fafida. Um, yeah, Fafida's been kind of lazy on his edge and Firma's been doing most of the attack, which is, um, I mean, if you're paying that much for David Fafida, probably not great for the Titans, but good that they're <laughs> at least scoring points through Firma. Um, Sammy as well has looked pretty good, but surprising that he's pushed out Brian Kelly. Um, I'm not sure what's going on there, and Kelly's probably been dropped is what it looks like to me. So, um, yeah, interesting change there for the Titans. Nothing really fantasy-wise, I don't think. Pretty pretty stock standard there, other than Jaden Campbell being given another week. If you're holding on to him, he's probably a sell anyway. Um, for Parramatta, though, I think this is the week that you probably have to trade Reed Mahoney. Now that Mitch Rain's been named on the 17. Uh, it looks like Rain's probably going to take some minutes from Marnie at, at, at the hooker spot there. Although in previous years, the bench hookers normally come on and played kind of a roving lock type role. Yeah. There's too much of a risk that he's going to be taking minutes off Mooney. And yeah, I feel like you, it's, it's better now than later with Mahoney because he's already dropped a lot of cash. So yeah, I think Reed Mahoney is probably a trade this week for Parramatta. All right. And then moving on to the Sharks versus Tigers game on Sunday. So the Sharks have unchanged their squad, so it should be the exact same. Um, And Tigers have also decided to not change their squad in what might be a controversial decision. Yeah, I, I think there's not really many changes the Tigers can make at this point. They don't have a ton of depth that they can rely on. Um, but Jock Madden's still been looking pretty good, even though they've been struggling and lost, what, four in a row now. Um especially that game against the Titans. It was a, it was a rough one to watch. Uh, I don't know how much, how far you got through it, but yeah, it was, it was a struggle to watch really. And they lost it in the last minute, which I mean, just kind of shows how the Tigers season's going. There's not really much they can do. Jock Madden has been looking good. He's not a buy at this point. Hastings is going to be back next week. So no, no point in moving there. Um, It'll be interesting to see next week if they do lose this week, because Madden has been looking so good for the Tigers. It'll be interesting to see if they drop Brooks over dropping Madden, but you know, we'll see if we're talking about that come team list next week. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much pretty much it, I think. The Titans and... I mean, sorry, the, the Sharks and the Tigers. Not too much to talk about there. Hines, probably. I know people were a bit disappointed at his score last week, but I mean, they're playing the Tigers this week, so I, I expect big things from Hines, and I think I'm going to stick <laughs> with him as captain again this week. I think you have to commit to it. I'm going to commit to it because I'm struggling and I think he's going to be a bit of a pod captain this week because of how average he went last week. A lot of people did captain him last week. I think he was close to the the 13% mark in Mm. terms of captaincy, but I think a lot of people after last week are going to drop off him and I think I'm going to try to stick with him. 
All right. Well, best of luck to you. Yeah, cheers. <laughs> don't, don't necessarily agree. But... Yeah, that's fair. Um, and then to wrap off next week, we've got the Bulldogs versus the Panthers. So for the Bulldogs, Flanagan will be starting this week, pushing Wakeham to the bench. And obviously for the Panthers, unsurprisingly, they have decided not to change their squad for this week. These teams, I, I don't know how good the Bulldogs are going to go this week, considering how well they went last week. The, they could be in for, a, for another big score against them this week with you know the Panthers basically full strength. Um again so yeah it's going to be some tough times for the Bulldogs over the next couple of weeks I've really got to show whether they're going to be a you know a competitive team especially with all the changes they've made uh, in the past few weeks and Flanagan really needs to prove himself to kind of hold a spot in this team fantasy wise I think Flanagan's inclusion can only really hurt Burton's point scoring yeah if if you've got Burton um he's definitely a hold Burton even with a couple of, of average kind of scores but yeah Flanagan does do a bit of kicking and surprisingly Wakem was also doing a lot of kicking as well so um, I think the only way Flanagan, I'm sorry, Burton's going to be looking like a big scorer is if he takes the bulk of the kicking. Um, but yeah, he's definitely a hold this week. Just wait and see how that pairing with Flanagan goes. TPJ, surprisingly, big score. I, I told you, there's wor- it was worth offloads. holding him. Yeah, all in offloads. I think he had eight offloads and 28 points, so some to hand, some not to we hand. We definitely did say that at the beginning yeah. of the season that TPJ would be great for the offload points. Yeah, but this was, I guess, the first game that he actually played most of the game. So yeah. he it was a bit weird because he started on an edge, and then in the second half he moved to the front row for a bit, got a rest, and then came back on, yeah. on an edge again. I, I don't know, they're, just, they're kind of changing up the rotation there at the Dogs. Um, but I'm hoping that he settles into that edge back rower, 80 minute role. Well, I think he proved it last week. Yeah, he can play it. I think he's still coming back to fitness a little bit because yeah. he seems like he's yeah he's blowing him out there and behind the pack some yeah, some yeah. Uh, sets. So he's uh, yeah he's still getting his match fitness, and I'm sure he'll be a, a big scorer in the future. So keep an eye on him. He's still quite cheap at the moment. I still rate him, but obviously a lot of attacking stats to get the big scores like 80. Um, but yeah, Panthers, keep an eye on Cleary. Yes, he's got a big break even this week. Probably not a buy. I think he's probably still going to have a sub 100 score this week. Fingers crossed. So I can maybe oh, pick him up I next week. I haven't so yeah, I, I think that. I think you kind of, he could have a big score this week, no doubt. I mean, if he scores 80 plus, he's still going to lose cash, but yeah. he, he'll he definitely be primed for the picking next week, yeah. I would say. Which is what I'm holding out for. Yeah. Next week is the week I'm planning on getting him. Yeah, so if he gets, you know, a, a big score this week, not as high as 100 and hopefully higher than 70, it looks like he's going to be a definite pickup next week. So I think this week you kind of have to make trades to look to get him in next week. So try to build up a bit of cash to get him in. And this week's a perfect time to do it because there's so many cheapies coming into the teams um, with all these injuries that, yeah, you could trade down to get some cheap players in and then... Um, trade out another gun to get um, Cleary in next week. Yeah. Or maybe a mid-ranger, say you have like a, a Toby Sexton or a Jake Clifford, someone like that in the halves that can be traded up to a Cleary. So, yeah, keep an eye on his score because, yeah, he's going to be primed for the picking next week most likely. Amazing. So from that, which game are you most looking forward to watching this week? Uh, definitely um, the Parramatta game like every week, but I, I want to see... <laughs> I know, right? I want to see um, Panthers put 40-plus on the Bulldogs again. I think, yeah, it's... It'll be good to see. <laughs> I'm also really excited. I was going to say the Bulldogs and Panthers is the one I'm looking forward to. It's last game of the week, so it's normally, for me, the most enjoyable one. Yeah, good end to the, <laughs> good end to the week. And I, you I get to see the, what you scored, I guess. Yeah, end, exactly. Yeah. And it's like I feel like it's the most tense part because I have quite a few Bulldogs players as well. So it's always like any Bulldogs game is always... Yeah, tense, interesting to see. Yeah. Tense 80 minutes for yeah. me. <laughs> Are they going to play well? Are they not? We'll see what happens. I already know the answer. 
<laughs> Amazing. So that wraps up that part. So we'll move on now to our questions. So on our Instagram, Footy Brains Pod, we um, put out a post every week that you guys can send us questions through. And we got heaps this week. So we're going to go through some of them right now. So starting with our first question this week from long-term listener, Joe. Hey team, would you prioritize Pappy or May this week? So I'd definitely prioritize uh, Pappenhausen over Taylor May. Uh, just the fact that he's a gun and his break even is really low. He's probably the best option to get in. Uh, only if you have the cash for him, of course. If you don't have the cash and you need a cheapie, then May would be the better option. But prefer Pappenhausen in, out of those two players for sure. Fantastic. Um, Roy asks, Kurt Mann or Sean Johnson? Can I say neither? I mean... I mean, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know what you're looking for there. I guess you're looking for a half, but neither of those... They're both mid-range options, and they're both not good options, not great options, I guess. If you're looking for a half I'd, at this stage, you probably want to go your Clearies or your DCE, someone big. You yeah. don't really want to go a mid-range option unless they're guaranteed to make you at least 100, 150K. I know a lot of people have been going Dylan Brown this week, but he is in very good form, yes, but how long is he going to keep that up? Who knows? He's worth 750k or something at the moment. It's very risky to go such an expensive player and then for his form to slump and, you know, him go back to scoring 40s or 50s every week. But I can see the appeal. If you're confident, go for it. But yeah, I'm a bit hesitant at this stage. Exactly. I'd also potentially suggest Schneider as well, like we were saying before. Um, He's almost going to kind of get priced out very soon. So it's a good time to pick him up if you are looking for a half. Yeah, I think, yeah, good point there. So if you if you can't go a premium option and you're looking at mid-range options, probably go a cheapie instead, like you mentioned, Schneider. A lot of people already have him, but if you don't, he's there. Um, Billy Walters as well, coming back into the team this week. Yeah. If you don't have him, he's also there. There's a few halves kind of floating around that are good options. I'd try to avoid, you know, your Amone and your Lachlan Elias. Yes, um, oh, sorry, Ilias. He did have a good score this week, but not, yeah, not, not great, the greatest though. score. It's and he's still a bit of a risk. Yeah, so still a bit okay. of a risk. Yeah. Amazing. So next question, is it time to move on from Mahoney? Is there a chance Talakai can hold his spot? Uh, two questions there. So yeah. uh, Mahoney, yes, I think it's pretty much time, especially with Rain on the bench. Uh, probably trade him off to a, another cheap hooker. I mean, you've got Starling and Randall coming through. They're kind of getting expensive now, but they're still going to score well. Definitely prefer Randall out of those two if you have to pick. Um, with Talakai, he's holding his spot for now. But Connor Tracy's out injured currently, who also plays centre. And I think Talakai's more more comfortable on an edge rather than at centre. He did look very good on the weekend, though. But I don't think he's going to be their long-term centre at this stage. So um, he is an option for the next couple of weeks. But I don't think he's long-term the best option. So I'd kind of avoid going Talakai at this stage. Yeah, I agree. Um, a question that we've kind of already answered, but we can kind of point on again now. Is Cleary a buyer this week? I personally would say no. Um, I'd hold off another week. I'm planning on holding off another week for him. Um, I don't necessarily think that he's going to be able to make his break even this week again, um, which means he's probably going to lose a little bit of cash, which is fine because you kind of want him to lose a bit more cash, especially seeing as you want to try and make a bit of extra money or you've got the extra time to try and make some money as well before you can get him. Um, So I'd say probably hold off another week before you think about picking him up. Yeah, especially because he only got a 44 um, on the weekend and his break even was somewhere around the 80 mark. So he's probably, yes, he lost a little bit of cash, but generally it's exponential with price loss. So the first week they'll lose a little bit of cash. And then if they keep scoring poorly, they'll start to bleed cash. 
So, um, yeah, if he gets another poor score around the 50 mark, he'll bleed a lot in the next couple of weeks. And he'll definitely upswing and start making points again. Like, it's not like he's going to be scoring 40 every week. It's just when you're coming back from injury and you're probably not playing as well as you normally would. You could see as well that he was kind of, like, leaning out of tackles a little bit. Yeah, he did miss a couple of tackles. But, I mean, he didn't need to do too much, to be honest. The team's been playing really well for the Panthers. So, yeah, there's not a lot he needed to do. Yeah, I agree. We agree. Yeah. Um... Another question from Bo again is, who is a better option to bring in, Moses or Brown? Oh, um, see, this one's difficult because Brown's been in such good attacking form. He's running the ball a lot more, which means that he's getting a lot more attacking stats that way, whereas Moses is a bit more reliable with base stats. It's, It's hard to say because ideally you'd think Moses normally, but Dylan Brown is kind of fluctuating a lot higher at the moment with attacking stats. I would avoid both, I think, at this stage. I think it's too risky with halves on the back of their attacking stats this year. You probably want to go with someone a bit more consistent than Parramatta in the halves because both um, Moses and Brown have had poor scores this year. I think Brown's first week score was 30-odd, and Moses only had a 20 or 30-odd the other week as well. So you'd probably be better off going a cheapy option, like we've already mentioned, or going your, your gun options, like your DCEs, your clearies instead. I'd, I'd hate to say it because Parramatta, I mean, I love supporting Parramatta, but yeah, they're just, it's too hard to predict their score week in, week out. But yeah. And you can love the team, but also think that the fantasy is just a nightmare. Yeah, it's so hard watching games and not trying to think about fantasy while you're watching them play. Especially if it's like the Eels versus someone, like, you know. Someone that I've got, like, my captain in as well. Like, if the yeah. Par- if Parramatta's playing the Broncos and I've got Haas as captain, it actually hurts to watch Like, sometimes. you want the Eels to win, but you, you want Haas to do yeah, well. I want him to get plenty of tackles. That's it. I don't want him getting tackle bus, line breaks, anything like that, yeah. basically. But yeah, anyway. Amazing. Um, who should I captain out of Haas, Hines, Puppy, or Yo? We will disagree on this. Yeah, we definitely will. Um, for base stats and consistency stake, you probably go a uh, Haas or Yo if you are pretty sure you like the matchup for Pappenhausen or Hines. You go with either of those. Like if you think they've got a good matchup, I'm going Hines this week just because they're matching up against the Tigers and they were poor last week. Even defensively, they were poor. It's just the Titans couldn't yeah. capitalize. I'm a tentative Hain Haas, depending on certain outcomes. Right yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes, fair. Um, what are the best cheapies for this week? Uh, best cheapies? Uh, we kind of covered them a little bit. So uh, we're thinking Billy Walters yeah. because he's been named. We're thinking... Uh, Cooler at fullback because he's been named for Turbo. Yeah. Um, Davey Mowali is also a good cheapie off the bench for um, the Rabbitohs. He'll be there for a decent amount of time, most likely. It just depends if he gets minutes. Um, oh, there's also, you know, other ones that are a little bit riskier, like Talakai that's also there. Um, yeah, there's a, there's a few kind of hovering around that are still, still there to pick up, but not you know, necessarily must-haves right at this point. Like, Nanai is also a pretty good cheapie, but he's, you know, nearly 500k now. Um, I think the more, the better ones are like your Targos and your Crichtons, if you haven't picked them up. They're kind of scoring consistent 50-plus scores, but they're also over 500k now. So, don't know if you can consider them cheapies at this point. Mm. But, yeah, they're probably the the biggest ones. Fantastic. Um, Aiden asks, which is a better trade-in, Tylen May or Walters? With Caden asking, is Walters now a must-have? Walters isn't a must-have, but he's definitely a good-to-have, I'd say. Um, there's also a chance that Tyson Gamble maybe comes back into the fold. 
but I think Walters is most likely going to be there for, for now and long-term. Actually, I just remembered based on the last question, Kobe Hetherington is also another cheapie to get in this week, um, filling in for Pat Carrigan. Of course, yeah. Um, but back to this question. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I'd say Walters is probably better than better than May just because he's going to be playing for longer, especially at this point. I think, I, I think what is it, four weeks now that Toto's going to be back in, four or five weeks? Yeah. Yes, it's still good to pick up May, but his scores have all been based on attacking stats. He scored five tries in two games. I mean, come on. He, he has to keep scoring tries to keep those scores high. So, um, yeah, I think Walters is probably the better buy. Fantastic. Um, Caden also asks, and we've already kind of touched on this, so maybe 25 words or less. Thoughts <laughs> on Jack Baird? Um, yeah, hold. There you go. Oh, amazing. I'll, I'll keep it to that. I had the hand up and everything. Yeah, I know. I, I know I waffle on a bit too much, so. <laughs> no, but yeah, Passionate. no, I agree. Um, definitely hold um, Jack Baird. Um, Josh. Friend of the show. Friend of the show. <laughs> also um, a previous podcaster himself. Yeah, yeah. For one episode, I think. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't there and thereabouts. Um, are there any cheapies or value plays that you started with that you were considering cashing out? And then he also asked, what to do with David Fafita? So David Fafita, I, yeah, you Ditch. think he's a drop. I think he's a hold because he is a gun and his scores haven't been terrible. I mean, he's been scoring around the 40 to 50 mark. So not horrible with a couple of attacking stats. He'll be scoring, you know, 60 plus a game. So I think he's still a hold and he's a long-term gun. Um, he's just been a bit quiet at this stage. Um, cheapies that have, cheapies that have probably peaked and need to be cashed out. I think most of them are still making cash, like your Targos, your Nanai, Tuolangi. Those kind of guys are still making cash. Tuolangi only played half a game, but he scored 25 points in half a game yeah. before he came off with a bit of an injury. So he's still making cash, even though people are jumping off him. Um, Walter's now back in. Even Coates making a bit of cash. I think Ilias is getting close. He just had a big game, well, a big game, scored 33. Not a huge game, but I think his price will now go in an upwards direction. Um, for maybe one or two more weeks, depending on his scores. So he's getting close to being cashed out. Um, maybe Andrew Fafita. I think a good trade this week is actually Andrew Fafita to Kobe Hetherington. Fafita's probably still got maybe 20 to 30K to make because he's he's scoring about 25 points a game roughly. But yeah, he's probably at the point of cashing out and maybe getting one of these better cheapies that are going to score a bit higher, higher. Like I think... I can't believe I didn't think of Hetherington before because the fact that he's coming in for Carrigan, if he gets 60 or more minutes, he'll be scoring about 50 to 60 points just because he's a PPM player. Um, yeah, he'll be he'll be scoring a point per minute. Easy. Yeah, definitely. Um, Haley asks, is Ponga a sell? Oh, this is a hard one because he's had two games. The first game he scored kind of good. Next game, which was only last week, he got an eight. So he's a hold. I, I think I, think, uh, I yeah, don't think you want to games, trade him, right? You can't really suss out how the whole season's going to go. Yeah, he's going to be dropping a lot of cash. Like I think his break even's in the seventies this week because he got an eight. But that means not necessarily if you've got him, it means he's a hold long term. Yeah. If you think you want to have him at the end of the season, he's a hold. If you don't see your team with Ponga in it at the end of the season, mm-hmm. he's a sell right now. Yeah, I say like if you're trying to minimize cash loss and you or like you want to kind of get cleary or you're looking at like doing something like that probably get rid of him sooner rather than later um but like you said if you can see him at in your team at the end of the season i would stick it out yeah i think he's he's there and thereabouts for the for a long-term um player in your team like you probably want uh what turbo pappenhausen Tedesco, Ponga, Latrell, they're all in the mix for winger fullbacks you have to have at the end of the season so you definitely have to have three of those five um, and Ponga's in the mix there. Yeah, I agree. 
Um, Jason asks, what do I do with Haas? You keep him. You keep him and you consider making him captain. Um, you don't have to, but I wouldn't get rid of him. No, I don't think... I think he's more wondering... There's. I don't think anyone's thinking of selling Haas at this point. I think he's more wondering... Like, what happens if... Yeah, what happens if he's not playing this week and you have him as a captain or something like that? I think if he's not playing this... I mean, I'm going to still have him on and then just have the emergency just in case. Yeah. Um, I would say that... Just keep an eye on it. And if you see that, like, you know, anything comes up, you should have time to be able to change your team before yeah. anything happens. I wouldn't necessarily consider selling him unless, like, you read the article and it's like horrific and they're like oh he's going to be out for the next like what five to six weeks i think it needs to be a long term yeah like it's going to have to be something pretty big but i just don't think that's going to happen so i would say hold out just kind of keep your ear to the ground a little bit yeah don't be too worried basically i'd I'd be just put someone in your emergencies like on your 18th emergency that can cover for a mid as long as you have a mid on your bench that is the whole yeah that's fine yeah if you don't have a mid on your bench maybe small panic yeah, we'll make a trade this week that gets you a, a mid for your bench just yeah. in case something bad does happen. 100% late. I agree. Doubt it, though. I hope not. Probably <laughs> <laughs> a mess. Um, Charlie asks, I have 280k remaining. Am I able to trade Saab for Gutho? Is that a good ch- trade or should I go for someone else? Uh, go for someone else. Go Pappenhausen instead, I'd say, instead of Gutho. Yes, he's at 700k Pappenhausen, but he's definitely a better trade. If you can't go up to a Pappenhausen... Uh, maybe look to get a, a cheapie in like Tail and May um, or even Cooler, although he's a center, not a winger fullback. But I see if go, you can move. I'd go Tail and May. Tail and May, yeah. yeah. Go a cheaper or a premium option. Don't go those mid ranges at this no. point. I think that there's too much room for like loot, especially if you're, you've got 280K and you're maybe trying to save some money or you're trying to do something. You don't necessarily want to be just ditching all your money on a mid-range player who's probably not going to make you any cash. Yeah, you probably want to be building cash at this stage. Like before Origin, your trade should be solely to make cash, really. Yeah. Yep. Or injuries. Or to cover injuries, yes, yep. but yeah. Um, Lyle asks, is Burton a keep or a sell? I think there's better options at this point for a better average. Yeah, his average has been a bit low. I think he had one good game around the 60 mark and the rest have been mid-30s. Um, we kind of touched on this before. We're not sure how Flanagan's going to impact his score, but I feel like it can only be negative because Flanagan does do a bit of kicking. Um, but yeah, I'd, I'd still wait and see. They got smashed against the Storm and and he still kind of got a good mid-30s score. So that seems to be his base around the mid-30s. Any kind of attacking stats from the Dogs, like I think they're going to build the Dogs this season and probably mid to late season they're going to come good. So... Uh, I think he's a long-term hold, Burton, and he's probably someone that you want to have in your centres long-term um, this year anyway. I still stick by your centres should probably be Burton, Aitken, and um, Jack Bird long-term. Jack Bird, who knows if he's going to stay in the halves long-term, but he's definitely there and thereabouts. Obviously, Isaac Targo is also an option there. He looks like he's an absolute must-have in the centres. Mm-hmm. And Stephen Crichton, but I consider him more of a winger fullback if you can. Yeah. Amazing. Lyle also asks, as a follow-up question, which is unrelated to the first question, should I trade Turbo for Dylan Brown or Poppy? Pappenhausen. Yes. Done. I think that's, yeah. Yeah, less risk. obvious. Yeah. <laughs> I think we kind of summarized that with other questions yeah, too. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um, what is the best buy this week? Um, with Mal saying that he might get Cooler or Kobe? Uh, Kobe Hetherington, I'd say, is the better option. Cooler could get a bigger score, but... Kobe Hetherington's more likely to get a good score with base stats. So, And he was looking excellent in the preseason, getting 50-plus minutes um, at lock. He was getting the biggest scores um, in fantasy by far. So, yeah, go Kobe Hetherington over those two, out of those two. Fantastic. And final question for the week, which we've been asked before, but we're four weeks in now. 
going into round five. Jackson asks, who do you see winning the premiership and why? So, oh, are you going to answer this one as well? Yeah, I'll answer you it. You just want to hear me. Do you want to do head versus heart kind of thing? Uh, you, you should say the eels. Yeah, heart, heart says <laughs> eels. Um, actually, if they can maintain the form, like the kind of form that they had against the Storm and the kind of form that they had last week as well, if they can kind of pull that off towards the back end of the season, it would be nice to see. Um, especially Moses and Dylan Brown. Excellent. Spoiler alert. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Why'd you have to make that noise? Um, but if, if I'm thinking with my head, I mean, the Panthers without Cleary looked excellent. And now that Cleary's coming back into the team, as long as they maintain that team till the season, till the end of the season, they're going to be, you know, absolute number one contenders. Yeah. I was going to say the Panthers, not to try and, you know, obviously. yeah. Yeah. Um, they've just been so strong and like, even when, yeah, Cleary was out and everyone was like, ooh, maybe this is like manly yeah. time. No, nah, it wasn't. Not even close. Yeah, I mean, they had Sean O'Sullivan playing and he for Cleary and he still covered that position easily. Moses Leota's been injured and Spencer Lenny has come in and picked up that position easily. No real impact. And now Cleary's back in the team and, you know, they're just going to go up. They just it. look so strong. Like, yeah. anytime you watch them, they just seem so together. They know exactly what they're doing. The only thing that impacts their team is Origin. And then after Origin, it's just back to normal. Yeah, so they might have a couple of rough, rough weeks. Yeah, yeah, they did last year as well. But I, it didn't impact them towards the end of the season. The only thing that I could see kind of disrupting them is in the finals. If they, you know, come up like they came up against the Rabbitohs who mm-hmm. were in form that one game and they lost... Or if they come up against a Storm or a Parramatta in the same week and they, you know, have a good game. Parramatta's been showing in the last couple of years that they can win those clutch games with, you know, key wins over the Storm. So if they can, you know, show some form in the finals, that's the only thing that will disrupt the Panthers. Yeah, I agree. Cool. Well, that wraps it up for today. That's all the questions. Um, Some of the questions were specifically trade-based questions, so I think that you can just deal with those. Um. Yeah, I think most people, with the information that we've answered on based on some of the questions you can use those to make decisions on your trades really i need everyone's got very niche teams at this point so it's very hard to compare what trades you should make depending on your team so i hope we gave you enough information to make those trades i have really enjoyed this week the questions of people just being like who should i drop yeah that's not a question who do you you have yeah (laughs) (laughs) there we know um but yeah thanks so much everyone for um sending in those questions like we said before, make sure you follow us at Footy Brains Pod on Instagram. We always put out posts and stuff as well. And we're always happy to answer any questions that you do have throughout the week leading into it. Normally we do a Thursday afternoon kind of Q&A as well where Daniel answers heaps of questions that you have in regards to like last minute changes and things too. Yep, we will do. Amazing. Well, we'll see you guys next week. And thanks so much for tuning in.